For those of you who have been here for a few years, obviously know Rav Khan from, from being here, bringing yeshiva, from his special sifos uh, that he offers us. For those of you who are new here, uh, unfortunately Rav Khan is not coming in as regularly as, as he used to come in, so I'll take advantage of him as, as much as we can um, when he's able to, to present to the yeshiva. In terms of my continued affiliation with the yeshiva, I just wanted to tell you a story. Rav Goldvich Zichrona Levrocha, the Miyaseh of Karen Biavna, once was here to give a shear, and he was pacing up and down on the third floor, first of all, and a young man stopped him. I don't think that the Rav Goldwick, the Colonel of Rachel, was focused. He was probably busy in his ruminations about the shear that he was going to give. And, but this fellow said, uh, Shalom Aleichem, and basically didn't get any response. So he tried again, he says, in his attempt at Ivrit, he says, Rav Goldwick, Ata lo zocheloti, ani hayisi talmit shalcha. So Rav Goldwich stops, he puts his hand on his shoulder, as if to say, young man, and he says to him as follows, he says, Tishma yididi, ata af pam lo hayita talmit sheli. She'ilu hayita talmit sheli, as hayita omer lo, ani hayiti talmit, ela she'ani talmit shelcha. Which is a very beautiful thing. Just like you don't cease to be a Talmud, you also don't cease to be a Rebbe. It's not Ani Hayiti Rosh Shiva. Ani Rosh Shiva. I couldn't handle the trip, and I think that everyone was masking to me, so to speak, in my Mishpacha. It's three hours of traveling, and it's just too much for me. It's difficult traveling also. It's not such a big distance. It's just Brooklyn. But uh, sometimes it would take me longer to get from my home to the yeshiva than from my home to Lakewood. I wanted to share a theme with you. Yiddishkeit essentially is an unfinished symphony, it's an unfinished business. We are involved with she'ifas, aspirations, yearnings. We're always attempting to reach madregas. And it's almost inevitable that we are going to fail. I've often shared with my Talmidim, and wherever I have the opportunity to do so, a moshal 
that comes according to the Chafetz Chaim, it's a pretty decent authority, comes directly from the Vilna Gaon. It's unusual. Mishalim from the Chafetz Chaim we have plenty, but that it should be the author of it should be the Vilna Gaon is quite, quite unusual. And he says the following. You know, he's speaking about the Vilna Gaon, Bocha this, by the way, is in the, if you're interested in looking it up for yourselves, Chavetz Chaim wrote a sefer called Shem Olam, and it's in the 19th Perik in Chelek Aleph. So he says as follows. He says, Why is he crying? He's basically saying the famous expression of Chazal, But there's nothing you can do afterwards. And he said, Give me an example. And he answered, the tzitzis that I wear, the tzitzis that I put on, the tzitzis that I'm wearing right now. He says, And now, it would seem from the first expression that I've just read to you that the Chofetz Chaim is saying in the name of the Gro, something that everybody knows, it's very famous, that the Gaon was crying, that you can accomplish so much in this world and in the world to come there's nothing to do. You're only the beneficiary of what you've achieved in this world. But then he says the following, and this is the Moshal that I'm talking about. Very famous pasuk. Most of you know this Gemara Maseches Menachos that everyone quotes. That he was in the Merchatz and he didn't was not surrounded by mitzvahs and he was distressed until he reminded himself of the Bris Mila and that was the Skarra Daitai. So they bring that pasuk there meaning Bris Mila, but here. We're speaking about Torah. Imrasecha, your words. So, sas anoichi alimrasecha, I rejoice with your words. And notice the Russian is sasam. That's important, as you will see. Kamotse sholorov, like someone who finds spoils of war. So the Gon asks, Mahu Russian sas? Why dafka the Russian sasam of all the different Lashinas of Simcha? Poyoma. Why is it compared dafka to spoils of war? The Russian Sasson, the Russian Hakodesh, Munach al Dobo, Shemi Goidel Hasimcha, Nolaglo Tuga. You know, Tuga is like Yogon, the Nos Yogon Va'anocha. Melancholy, certain measure of distress. Certain sadness. It's a simcha that doesn't last completely, 
where simcha is everlasting, the word simcha is, uh, goes into the future, he says sasam is not like that. It's something that carries with it its inevitable sadness. Something seizes the person and he suddenly becomes melancholy. And now he gives his mashu. There were two forces that were fighting. I like to embellish the marshal a little bit when I speak about it. I say there was a king that was about to lose his entire Medina, his entire Malchus. And there was one general in retirement that he was going to be able to bring if he was allowed. If the general would be him. he was a genius of a tactician and he was very successful and it was well known that he was going to turn the tide. But he was in retirement. He wasn't interested. He doesn't care who wins. It doesn't affect him at all. So he says no. So the king had to entice him. So he said to him, one full day in the enemy camp, they had been pillaging and they'd been winning battle after battle, conquering town after town and village after village. And Lemaissa, they were in that camp of the enemy. It was and oitzvis, millions upon millions. He says, you have one full day, you take that day for yourself. No one is allowed, not the king's soldiers, not myself. We are not going to take anything. You have the first picks you can take for one entire day. From Amr HaShach until it's yours. And whatever you take, you keep. And this was a tremendous enticement. He won the war and he takes all of his kalim and he goes out and he's so besimcha because he's piling jewel after jewel Diamond after diamond, ruby after ruby, tons of oitzvus and oitzvus, and he's becoming minute by minute one of the wealthiest people in the kingdom. And he's very busy with this, and all of a sudden he looks up, and he sees that it's dark, the sun is about to set, the day is almost over, and then he looks out upon the enemy camp, which was vast, and he realizes suddenly that no matter how much he will collect, there's so much more left that he will never get to. And he sees with a certain melancholy. This is the marshal of the Vilna he appreciates what Tyra is understands how precious it is. When he's learning, he doesn't mean kesef, he means the Torah that's nimshal, and opens up his eyes. 
He's painting a picture. And Milan who goggled in the grow who never wasted a minute, and it was a genius of geniuses, and whose capacity is not even, it boggles the mind, it's not even possible to comprehend that he was a Yeludisha. And he is telling you in this marshal that all my life I learned on that level, and still it was just Kekelev Hamalakik Tipo Nenayam. This is an incredible simcha sheyeshacharehotuga. I was thinking about this, and I realized that this is not the only instance, or not the only expression of the idea that you never reach the goal. And what I found fascinating, absolutely fascinating, I think it's a chidosh of mine, a discovery of mine, is that in these cases that I'm about to mention, the word is sasa and not simcha. For example, brismila itself, the other understanding of sasa noichi alim rasecha. So brismila is, you might almost say, an incredible hava amina. I'm not talking about the actual maisa mila. I'm talking about how Chazal and the Sfarim understand Mila as the expression in the Hasaras Ha'orla of the Kedusha that we aspire to, the Madregas of Kedusha and Tara that we aspire to, the limiting of our Taivas. There's a Bris Hamor and there's a Bris Hapeh. Many of the Sifra Chasidus speak about it. Before that, Sifra Kabbalah. The bris of the Arla in the Guf and the bris of the Arla Sapeh. Aral Stasayim. It means, in other words, in the same way that you have to modify and mitigate the Taiva, so too you have to mitigate and modify your speech so that it is true speech and pure speech and honest speech and without Loshan Hara and so on. And these are constant struggles. And it's always when a person is trying, and always when a person is aspiring, and always when a person sets the bar that high, that he's bound to feel that little tuga at the end of the day. Because no matter how hard we try, we are still human. And no matter how hard we try, we still have that godal, that tzaddik, that tzaddikas, that person that we can dream to emulate and that we aspire to emulate and that we fail to emulate. In the end, there's always a realization that we are finite and limited and it's always a struggle. And the greatness is in the struggle. 
Same thing is true with marriage. It's amazing. People stand under the chuppah. I don't know how many of you are married. But people stand under the chuppah very starry-eyed, with tremendous commitments to one another, unbelievable commitments. Each one, in his own language, in his heart of hearts, is saying the last two halachas, or three of the Rambam and Perek Tezvav of Hilchas Ishus. Chain Tzivu Chachamim husband is supposed to treat his wife. And the Tzivu Chachamim, how a wife is supposed to treat a husband. I always say, the Rambam says, You should not be sad and you should not be angry. Kas, everybody knows, is a terrible Avera. Just pointing out in my Tshuva Roshah, the Negea, other things, that the Ari HaKadosh says that since you cannot bring a carbon for your Avera, so you have to be fasting. And how many fasts do you fast for being in Kas, even once? Only 151 days. Kas, Kas is an Avera. Midas Royce says the Rambam are Averas. You have to do tshuva for Midas Royce. Midas Magunas. But say that's a matzav. People get depressed. Things happen. You lose a job. You have a, you have a bad day at the office. A person doesn't feel so well. Otsev. So you're not allowed to be otsev. So I gave my own marshal. I said a person had a very hard day. He was supposed to make a presentation. He left very early in anticipation and he took the train three hours before he was supposed to be there. And the train stopped. Something happened. Something was on the tracks. He missed his presentation and he was fired. I tell him to take his computer and all of the things and go. So he's going out of the elevator and he can't even see because he's carrying all these things. He slips on a banana peel and he sprains his leg. The time he gets home, he's already a shmata. You know what a shmata is. He's a rag. He's he's finished. And he's so upset and so distressed. And on his way home, just in the street, is this shiny thing, and he's, he knows diamonds. And he thinks maybe it's a diamond. And he bends down and he sees there's this incredibly expensive diamond ring, maybe worth $100,000. And all of a sudden, he's mole simcha all over again. And then I tell the chasen kala, the diamond is always in the house. And that's why you can never be upset. Because if you know that you have the diamond in the house, he's not allowed to be upset. What are you upset about? You have, you, have, you have the whole world. You have the diamond. The diamond is in the house. So how many people under the chuppah think that way? I would suggest everyone. Under the chuppah, ain't claiming it. The world is ahead of them. They are totally committed to one another. Is it going to be that way 20 years later? Or 30 or 40? Or even 10? Or maybe the next week? We don't know. It's a big avoida. The Ramam says, of course, O'avo kagufo, and everyone asks, everybody's O'avo kagufo. It says, what's so special? And some answer when she's with you day and night. It's much harder. It's easy to love somebody from a distance. 
Good fences make good neighbors. It's not so pleasant to live with somebody yom and That's why the Lushan of Sasan is the Lushan of choice by marriage. You have at the bris, you tell the gathered a tefillah, a bracha, a promise. What's the tefillah, the bracha, the promise? Geshem shenichnas le bris, kein hikones le teirah chupal you look at each one of those, Torah, we just spoke about, Simcha Sheyesha Charatuga, Mitzvahs, Bar Mitzvah, you have to go to a Bar Mitzvah, serious people, I'm not talking about people who are higher elephants and things like that, you know, and circus performers. I'm talking about serious people. The serious people, lately, everybody's finishing Mesechtis, finishing Mishnayas, finishing, you know, pretty incredible, actually. They get up and they finish Mishnayis. And what does the Rav say? The Rav says, Kishem that you finish this Mishnayis. Say the Mayit, so you'll finish all the Siddharma Mishnayis. Not only with the, the art scroll, but with all the Mephash. And the same way you'll finish Mishnayis, you'll know all of Shas. And when you finish Babli, you'll learn Yerushalmi. And everybody has dreams and aspirations for this boy. Are they going to be fulfilled? Is he going to become that Godel? Is he going to become that Tzadik? They say Rav Gifter, Zechon Levracha, had a picture of Gedolim, of various Gedolim on his wall as a Talmud, as a youngster. And there was one frame that was blank with the words, why not you? Aspirations. And he became a tremendous Talmud Chacham and a big Rosh Hashiva. But everyone that asks, why not you, and has these shi'ifas, and they're genuine shi'ifas, is almost inevitably going to encounter the concept of sasam, simcha she'yeshacha I'll give you another example. Everyone is familiar with the first words of the Mesila Sisharim in his Akdoma. I brought it with me. Everyone knows Yisoyed HaYisoyed HaChasidus V'Shoyed HaAvoyda Atmima V'Shoyed HaZbarel V'Yisames Eitzel HaOdom Ma'choy Vosoy V'Yoyvom Famous words Ma'choy Vosoy V'Yoyvom Why is he here? V'Lamad Tzorich Sheyosim Ma'botoy V'Magomosoy V'Chol Asher Omel Kol Yemei Chayuf Then you look at the Sefer in its entirety or you go to the end of that Perigalif, and he tells you that I'm going to build my Sefer with a plan. And the plan is to follow the sequence of the Braisa of Pinchas ben Yoyer, Rabbi Pinchas ben Yoyer, Masechas Abedesara, Torah, maybe Lidei, and it's a whole list. And what does the list comprise of? Very, very, very lofty things. Very lofty things. You know? Right? Zahirus, Zrizus, Nikius, Precious, Tara, Hasidus, Anova, Yilas Achet, Kedusha. 
Nevarim echad echad besiyata deshmaya. So recently, about a few months ago, a Talmud of mine asks me, he's been learning Mesilas Yeshalim, and he asks me, what is the, the point of learning all of these things which are so, so heavy, so demanding? So I told him, if you reach in your life, in your day-to-day, Zahirus and Zrizus, you're on a very high madrega. So then you'll ask me, so why should you go past Zahirus and Zrizus in the Sefer? Stop there. So I'll answer you because you have to know what's possible. It's like the Gemara in Yuma Daflamid Hay, Hillel Machayev Aniim, Rabbi Ben Chasim, Machayev Ashirim. Nobody's a Hillel. We are not Hillel. You can dream about becoming a hillel. You can want to be a hillel. Will you become a hillel? So what does it mean that hillel is mechayev? How is hillel mechayev anybody? Except for another hillel. Maybe hillel can be mechayev shamay. Shamay can be mechayev hillel. But hillel mechayev aniyim? The Rambam, from that hillel mechayev aniyim, the first halach in the Rambam that speaks about the chiv to be kaveya itin, says, etc., etc., etc. Ramam learns that from, from Hillel, you know that I'm to learn to be So Hillel is not of you to become a Hillel. Hillel is of you to be Kavayitim by Yoimubalayla. That's Hillel Mechayi Vaniyim, according to the Rambam. What do you need a Hillel for? Because Hillel teaches you that the human being cannot stop learning because of poverty, no matter how bad the matzah is, even if you have to climb on top of the skylight. The reason that we have all those broken, these most astonishing madregas that Yechide Skula can arrive at in a sefer called Mesilas Yesharim, is because we should be able to get to Zerizus after Zahirus and contemplate that there's still so much more to do. That is the ultimate simcha she'yesha Because you know as you contemplate it how certain yechidei sgula arrived at madregas that are beyond our ability even to comprehend. How did they do it and what are those madregas? Because as the Sfarim write in many places, that when you reach another Madrega, you realize how much of an Evet Hashem you weren't before. And that's why maybe there's an Indian to keep doing tshuva on all the things that you already did tshuva for. Because as you grow, you realize how much you failed. Because it takes on a different dimension. It becomes different value. When a person has this Simcha Shiei whether it is the Kedusha of Rismila, whether it's Nogeya, the, the dreams and aspirations of a Bar Mitzvah, whether it's Nogeya Chosn Kala under the Chuppah, there's always a desire to reach those levels, and ultimately there's always a moment when the person has the Tuga of realizing that it's more than just a lifetime of learning. It's not just that. It's all of the things that creep in and all of the things that stand in the way. And yet we continue to aspire. 
And yet we continue to dream, and yet we continue to hold that bar and that goal. But why is it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives to us so many things that are so hard to achieve in their ultimate definition? Why does HaKadosh Baruch Hu give us a Torah that is a Simcha Shiesha even for the Vilna Goyim? You know what the answer is very simple. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us, so to speak, a choice. You are finite beings, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says. You're not Malachi Ashores. Not every one of you is a Goyen, and not every one of you is a Tzadik B'tivoy. And you have a choice. I could have given you finite for finite. I could have given you finite things for finite people. You'll never have to go. All you have is boredom, annoyance, frustration. What's it all worth? That could have been your choice. You could be always chasing the wind. Mishiesh Lemona writes a Masayim. He's not happy with the Mona, and he's not happy with the Masayim, and he's never happy. It's not Simcha Sheishacharatuga. There's no Simcha really there at all. It's just a facade. And everything that touches him, and everything that a person, person is about Gaiva, he's never happy. A person is about Taiva, is never happy. Because that's not a simcha That's a chesar in the etzim simcha itself. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'll give you an alternative. I'll let you touch the infinite. I'll let you have something that the Malachi Asharis didn't want to let go. They were chasing Moshe Rabbeinu away. I'll give you something that is mitachas I'll give you something that the world was created for and was the blueprint of all reality. And I'll give you a person that in and I will give you that opportunity to connect to that which is infinite, to touch the kiseh hakavod with your little pudgy fingers. I give you that chance. And I guarantee you that if you touch the infinite, you will have a simcha, and the simcha will be a simcha sheyesha Because there will always be a yearning for more. There will always be a dream. There will always be a feeling, but I really want to be better than I am today. I really want to know more than I know today. And there will be a melancholy. Because eventually the time runs out. But in the achievement of the effort for that, till you reach that melancholy, let's go back to the marshal. He was, this general, indeed, the richest person in the kingdom, after all. I, there's so much more. When the finite has to engage the infinite, it's never any different. The chasm kal are human. But if they keep trying to reach that moment that they were under the chuppah, with that unbelievable sense of achdus, with that realization that the diamond is always in the house. So the Ramam says you're not allowed to be not only rogues, but you're not allowed to be safe. So there'll be failures, there'll be moments of doubt, there'll be moments of pettiness, yes. But the reaching out for that 
infinite sense of unity of chosn and kal, of husband and wife, is going to create doiris, beautiful peiris, in ve'agefen be'in ve'agefen. It will create a harmony that sings its music in all the spheres. And HaKadosh Baruch will say, give a cook. You know, the first moment, I always say, it says, Ish ve'isha shechina shruya b'neyem. When is the first moment of that shechina shruya b'neyem? When does the shechina descend to chasen kal? The answer is, at the first moment, when he's machnisa l'toich beisai. When is the first moment machnisa l'toich beisai? Under the chuppah. That's nisuin. Even have sometimes minhogim that the chosen steps forward and brings the kala under the chuppah. There are minhogim that you buy the makam of the chuppah because it's your house. Never mind that everyone can see. But it's your house and you're under the chuppah, the shechina is there. You know what it means to live with the shechina? The person of Algaiva, the Banashlam says, and here is a, ser- it's a serenity, the harmony, the perfect bliss of Chos and Kala. Shechina descends and says, don't chase me out. Touch the infinite. Have that moment of infinity in your home. The diamond is in the house. And that's what we always aspire to. And the same thing is true of all of the details in the Bryce of Repinchas Ben Yoyer. That Torah brings to this and to this and to this, madrega after madrega, And in the effort, you reach the highest madrega of you can be. You are the richest person in that midah. You are the richest person in Zihirus. You're the richest person in Zrizus. And maybe to Nikias. And maybe someone, somewhere, even to Kedusha. That's the incredible Yisait of Yiddishkeit. That Yiddishkeit is one big unfinished symphony. We never reach the goal. We never reach the point where the bar is set because the bar is set at the point of infinity. The bar is set at the point where the human being meets the Eivishter, the Ein Saif. The bar is set where we are trying so hard to achieve the ultimate of our own capacity in all these different inyonim that are a little bit beyond us because we are human. There's a corollary to this, and that's what I'd like to leave you with, very practical advice. Because of that, we often get frustrated. I remember when I was a child, I kept a diary. A child, you're talking about seven, eight, nine, ten years old, before Bar I found one of those diaries. I must have been around ten years old. And I look at the diary Rosh Hashanah, around the time of the beginning of the year. There's a plan of what I'm going to learn this year. And I start reading it and I start to laugh because it's absurd. It wasn't absurd to me at the time. Not because I did it, but because I could have such chalimus. So, you know, learn Gans Chumash and Ramban, and the next thing is, you know, this Seder and Mishnayis, 
and on and on. It just goes on and on and on. It's enough probably for half a lifetime. Hasogas, sheifas, fantasies you could call them. It doesn't matter. You know, people have fantasies in other ways too. Ashrei Midat has a fantasy about learning. Oh, but the fact of the matter is that it was absurd. But I was too young to understand that. I still had this idea that maybe there's a simcha she'enacharel to go. But there is, there are times when we already grown up and we look at reality in the face and we say to ourselves, will I accomplish this and can I do that and is this real and is this serious and maybe I'm not what I think I am and, and on and on. There are so many Yetzirahs. It's really more the Sutton than the Yetzirah who comes and tries to throw a monkey wrench into your dreams and aspirations, into your sense of your ultimate goals and purposes and he says, who are you trying to kid? And that's the same thing with every single Jew on Yom Kippur. Every yesterday's Yom Kippur mitigates against tomorrow's Yom Kippur. So, you had all kinds of Kabbalists, all kinds of al You're not going to do this again anymore. You're not going to do that again anymore. And where are you now? Right back all over again. But it's not true. It's not right back all over again. And the Edson fact that you have Sheifis is already, you're on a very high madrega. And it's a tris bifnea peronius against the world that keeps pushing at you with all kinds of shtusim and avolim. A person who sets goals for himself and tries, he's not only an asay toiv, where there's a simcha sheish achareotuga, but he's a big sur meira. And every moment of sur meira is worth millions. Every moment that a person has a dream to be a real Evid Hashem is worth millions. Every moment that a person averts his eyes and his stockless is worth millions. It's not what I say, the Vilna Gaon said it. Every moment that you avert your eyes because you have a Nisayan. And the Nisayan is because you're human. And some have more Nisayanists than others. And some have Nisayanists in other things. But every time a person tries, it has to have a foundation of Shi'ifas that are beyond himself. It has to have a foundation of something that is bigger than he is. And that's why we try to emulate our Rebbeim and our Rebbeim try to emulate their Rebbeim and that's Saif Kol And that's why we try to go through the Mesilas Yesharim. To know what there is, to understand a little bit more what the infinite is, so that in our attempt to touch the infinite, however far we get and however limited, we will be still like the general, the richest person in the Medina. Should be zayicha to k'sivach simatayva, shnaschayim shalom, gemarcha simatayva, as they say. Should be zayicha that you reach the goals and the aspirations as far as you possibly can get, and don't get frustrated along the way. That is the nature of the beast. It's never perfect, and it's never ultimate. But in the effort, in the struggle, and in the achievement, you can accomplish very great things. You can touch the infinite, Rabbi Yisrael. Should be zeichet to the Gula Shleimah, the Mehela, the Amenu.